Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Palestinian terrorism is alive and well. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carroll, a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. Well, usually um, on this podcast, I talk about ISIS and Al-Qaeda and that kind of terrorism. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking about Palestinian terrorism, which, was, which is indeed alive and well, as we have just recently seen by the stabbing murder of Ari Fold, who, is a, uh, who was an American Israeli. Um, he was recently, just before, in fact, just before the Jewish high holidays, um, he was murdered in, um, well, first of all, let me tell you a little bit about him. He describes himself on Twitter as a marketer and a social media consultant. Quote, when not defending Israel by exposing the lies and strengthening the truth. He was, he was stabbed by a Palestinian terrorist uh, at a shopping mall in Gush Etzion, a settlement south of Jerusalem. He was born in Queens, which is where I was raised. He's a father of four. He died from his wounds, but not before he chased down his assailant and stopped him from stabbing um, any other people. He was only 45 years old. Now, he was, very, um, he was very dedicated to Israel. He, he was a Zionist, essentially. Um, and he, I've watched some of his, after he died, I, had, I hadn't heard of him before, but after he died, um, I you know, did research about him on the internet, and I came across some videos that he made and yes, he was absolutely dedicated not only to Israel in general, but he was dedicated to um, the concept that these settlements, the area that the settlements are on, the Israeli settlements, belong to Israel. And um, needless to say, that would be something that would enrage the Palestinians. Uh, he lived in one of the settlements. Um, but but he actually, it's said that he was, that he was respected uh, by people from, from all different, um, from all, all sides, you know, uh, obviously within, within limits. I mean, I'm sure there were lots of people who, who were felt strongly about the other side and didn't, didn't, maybe not, maybe, well, didn't respect him, didn't, uh, wanted him to die, basically, and that's kind of what happened. So, um, he was standing in the parking lot of this shopping center, this shopping mall, and um, he was stabbed in the back by this terrorist, um, and he, before he was bleeding, you know, profusely bleeding, but he ran after the terrorist, and um, he shot him. He carried a gun and he shot him. And the, um, 
also another, there was another civilian nearby who also shot the terrorist. Uh, then the terrorist collapsed. Well, well the fold collapsed also. And, but he was trying to prevent a larger attack by the terrorist. And um, he was taken to a hospital called Shar Zedek in Jerusalem. He was in critical condition. And then after about an hour, he was pronounced dead. Meanwhile, the terrorist was also taken to a hospital and he was, um, he is still alive. Now, at the time uh, of this incident, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, wrote on social media, in the name of every citizen of Israel, I send my condolences to the family of Ari Fold, who was murdered today in a terrorist attack in Gush Etzion. With his last strength, Ari fought heroically against the terrorist and prevented a greater tragedy. Ari was a wonderful father to four children. He was an advocate for Israel who fought to spread the truth about Israel. May his memory be a blessing. Yes, in, his, in the video that I saw, um, you know, he, he was definitely very passionate about what he believed. And, you know, certainly I could see why he, that would have inflamed um, people who didn't believe the same way. But he, you could also see in this video that he was, that he was a, very, a very sincere man, a very um, a, a good man. I mean, someone who, um, who loved, you know, who wasn't, who wasn't uh, doing or saying what he was saying just to be, uh, you know, like a strong political. It wasn't so much political as it was love that he came from. Uh, he was a well-known, so he had both citizenship in Israel and in the U.S. Uh, he lived in Efrat, which was, is a settlement, and he was a well-known figure and in the uh, pro-Israel advocacy world and a member of Efrat's counter-terrorism rapid response team, which is undoubtedly why he was carrying a gun. Um, he was also planning, he was planning, you know, it's, it's so, when people... When people are cut down, when, they, when they're in the midst of having these uh, passionate plans, reaching their, their dreams, it's particularly sad. Um, he was supposed to have launched a new website in English to talk about these things that he believes in. And he was also planning on coming to uh, doing a tour of the United States in November to talk about again, what he believed in and, and trying to get people to, um, to understand what this was all about. Um, he, after this, the Israeli military carried out house-to-house -house search, searches in the terrorist um, village, and, uh, which was near Hebron. And they questioned his relatives, they confiscated work permits, and his home is being mapped for demolition, which is what Israel, uh, you know, it's controversial to some, but it's a practice that Israel uh, does in order to deter potential attackers. Now, at the same time that Israel is um, confiscating work permits and uh, demolishing homes of terrorists, um, the Palestinians are giving money to these terrorists. And I'm going to be talking to you more about that. Um, 
there's a, there was a a a, um, a blog post written by one of his friends. It's called "Mourning the Murder of My Friend Ari Fold." Uh, it's a very very touching post blog post, and particularly it's um, the particularly the end of it is very poignant. So I'll read it to you. As I type this. And as you read this, the 17-year-old Palestinian who stabbed Ari is being treated in, his, in an Israeli hospital by a doctor who was Ari's friend. That's uh, an irony. The terrorist will have a trial and be put in jail. He will be fed three meals a day. He will read, watch TV, and as a reward for murdering Ari, he and his family will be paid a monthly stipend by the Palestinian Authority funded courtesy of the UK government and other EU states. His family will visit him and maybe one day he will be released as part of a peace deal or prisoner exchange. Ari's family will never see him again other than by watching numerous videos he made in support of the IDF, the Israeli Defense Fund, advocating for Israel or his final act shooting a terrorist even when mortally wounded. He believed with all his body and soul that Israel was the land of the Jewish people. If nothing, and she ends the uh, blog post with, if nothing else, we should take this message with us and work to see the humanity, the godly in every human being, even when we vehemently disagree. Well, um, when we come back, I will be talking more about um, Ari and um, also about the, um, the financial aspect of this because it really, um, it, you know, the, the, uh, the story is not just about the murder of one man by a Palestinian authority, a Palestinian terrorist. Uh, his, by the way, his name was Khalil Youssef Ali Jabarin. Um, but it's also, there's also a, if you follow the financial trail behind this, it also has more significance. And now, um, aside from this being a devastating loss, he was considered an Israeli hero. He came from, he, he came from, you know, I, I relate to this in particular since I grew up in Queens. Um, and he came from Queens. He was his love of Israel was so strong that he went there uh, he, to to help um, the world basically um, understand Israel's point of view, understand what the settlements were all about. He lived in a settlement, and people who live in the settlements um, are risking their life every day because of the Palestinian terrorists. Now. Um, he, he uh, oh, one thing that's kind of interesting is that this, the, the murderer uh, was a 17-year-old from a nearby village, and there are reports that his parents supposedly attempted to warn both Israeli soldiers and the Palestinian Authority security um, that their son wanted to perpetrate an attack. 
But um, this is, you know, I mean, you know how that's even with ISIS and Al-Qaeda and so on. I've talked about how uh, the families always say how shocked they are and, you know, that, that so-and-so turned out to be a terrorist and whether it's a Palestinian terrorist or an ISIS terrorist, um, they, of course, defend their relative, although sometimes actually it goes the other way, that they're proud. And in fact, um, even though the family is saying that they tried to warn both Israel and the Palestinian Authority, Hamas uh, celebrated the murder. Uh, they said, uh, their spokesperson said, we welcome the stabbing attack. Um, Islamic Jihad praised the, quote, historic, heroic stabbing, heroic stabbing. They called it a, quote, natural response to Jewish terror, aggression, and its crimes against Arabs, the land, and our holy places and they requested more attacks on settlers. They called for more attacks. Uh, the Palestinian Authority welcomed the attack. Now here's where it gets interesting in terms of the financial aspect. Um, and again, there are, there are, you know, of course the Palestinian Authority is somewhat disputing that, uh, that the family of the terrorist murderer uh, receive money already, but they're not disputing that he's going to be receiving money. So Jabarin, the, the, the murderer, his family has received $3,350 from the Palestinian Authority. And if he receives a life sentence, that number will increase to 1.7 million. Now that's an interesting thing. Can you imagine your, your son or brother or some kind of relative um, kill somebody and you're hoping that they get a life sentence because then you're going to get $1.7 million. I don't know that they're hoping for that. I'm just saying that it's a, um, it would be a psychological <laughs> conundrum. Um, but they do receive money, as I'll tell you in a bit. Uh, they do receive money for terrorists um, receive money. Terrorists who are caught and are in Israeli jails receive, their families receive monthly stipends. Um, so they're, they're going to be receiving money, you know, besides the lump sum that they receive now, they're going to be receiving money as um, he is in an Israeli jail. So now um, there has been in, in, in the U.S. Um, certain uh, politicians have told American taxpayers that we should keep signing checks to the Palestinian governmental groups in order for them to not be violent. And they, they're saying that terrorism is, was driven by poverty and despair, and so if we pay the Palestinians, then terrorism will go away. Well, you know, yes, of course, um, I mean, I agree that, uh, that violent, that, um, poverty and despair does make people more vulnerable to the terrorist ideology, but in, a, in and of itself, it is not responsible um, for terrorism. And the idea that we can pay people to not be violent is pretty absurd and has been shown to be absurd over the years. So now, um, <laughs> Obama was one of the people who tried to, uh, who, whose, whose um, philosophies and whose, you know, his time in office uh, continued this, this um, trend of uh, paying Palestinians 
you know, this, this theory that that's how we can stop terrorism against Israel, we'll just uh, pay, pay the Palestinians to stop. Um, and obviously, you know, all these years later, no, it has not stopped. And um, he wrote in his, in his book, Obama did, Dreams from My Father, he said, quote, I know I have seen the desperation and disorder of the powerless, how it twists the lives of children on the streets of Jakarta or Nairobi, how easily they slip into violence and despair. Well, that, that's true. You know, that part is true, but that is not what is, uh, that's not what made this murderer kill Ari Fault, whether he was uh, poor or not. Um, in fact, there have been studies that show that um, starting in, well, in the late 1990s and on into this uh, part of the 21st century, there have been studies that show that terrorists are coming from a wider demographic range. And they include, they're not just the poor people, it includes university students, professionals, married men in their late 40s, and even young women. There was a 2001 poll that showed that among Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza, support for political violence was higher among professionals than laborers and, and more common among people with high school educations than among the illiterate. So throwing money at the problem of terrorism, at least in Palestine and probably all over, actually, it, indeed all over, actually exacerbates it because they have more money to be able to uh, perpetrate terror. So um, signing checks to terrorist regimes means funneling more cash to terrorists. And that can be said to be true. It is true of the government of Iran, the Palestinian Authority, Hamas, Hezbollah, or any of the other terrorist groups um, who are out to, um, to destroy the West and Israel. So what exactly does that mean? What have we been doing in terms of paying? First of all, it's called pay for, pay, pay for slay. That is, um, it's the Palestinian death cult. Pay for slay. That's, you know, when, they, when the uh, Palestinian authority has the practice of paying terrorists to kill Israelis, um, that, that is essentially been been uh, called the pay for slay program and um they pay these families they call it a martyrs fund and even though uh, this particular martyr hasn't died this current murderer um he's still he still will be getting this money and then they get a monthly salary of 390 dollars um while the son is in is in jail, in Israeli jail. And uh, in 2017, the Palestinian Authority paid out nearly $350 million in, to these people, to these terrorists um, who have been perpetrating terror in Israel. Now, fortunately, um, there, this has, this current, regime in the United States, his current president and, the, and Congress, uh, have been trying to put a stop to this flow of money from American taxpayers into terrorist hands um, 
via the Palestinian Authority. I mean, I, it's it's um, you know I know I know I am not <laughs> I, I am not under a rock, and I do realize. I mean, the UN is a great example of the anti-Semitism and anti-Israel um, feelings that are going on around the world. Uh, it's not that that's a shock. It's just that. Uh, Actually, as I'm going to conclude today with, what is kind of a shock is how much of that is going on in our own colleges in America. But I digress. Let me get back to the money. Um, okay, at least there is hope. <laughs> there, is, there are some positive things to report here. Um, and that is that, the, that Trump, President Trump and, uh, and Congress, um, have been doing some things to stem the tide of our tax taxpayer money to the Palestinians, which then goes to fund the terrorists um, against Israel. So there was uh, enacted something called the Taylor Force Act. It was named for another U.S. citizen who was killed by Palestinian terror. And that uh, act has stopped the flow of American taxpayer uh, money to the Palestinian Authority's civilian programs. So at least we can, you know, <laughs> we can feel that we are not uh, underwriting the P Palestinian Authority slush fund as much that pays these stipends that I was just talking about to terrorists, uh, Palestinian terrorists who are their family members if they're dead, uh, and imprisoned or injured, like the one who murdered Ari Fault. So um, Washington was spending $200 million. That, well, that is, I mean, actually Washington was spending more, but $200 million was the amount of Palestinian Authority aid funding that President Trump slashed last month. So, uh, you know, that, we, <laughs> We, we saved, I mean, you know, obviously that's not, that, that um, presumably isn't all of it, but at least it's a beginning. Um, and he, it was, you know, and it took the money away from an agency that financially induced uh, Palestinians to murder Israelis. And um, the budget, I mean, that's 200,000 which, I mean, 200 million, which is definitely a big, um, a big dent in their budget. But the, the, their, the Palestinian Authority's uh, pay to slave budget ranges from 50 million to 350 million annually. So if we, any amount of that bill that we pay with taxpayer, American taxpayer money is basically paying terrorists to kill Americans. Um, and as I was talking about earlier, you know, that is not um, the idea of, of paying uh, Palestinians to um, make them not commit terrorism. It doesn't work. Now, before I, I talk about uh, some things going on in America, uh, besides the fact that we have been paying all this money, funding the Palestinian Authority terrorists, 
Um, there's something else that, that I am actually sh shocked about that I'll, that I'll talk to you about, but I just want to, um, you know, I want to mention one other thing about this uh, murder of R.A. Fold. Uh, and I, I would suggest that you um, uh, Google him and try to find some of his clips, as I did, um, his videos about um, about his beliefs. Now, you certainly may not agree with him, but you certainly can see how heartfelt what he was saying uh, was. That it didn't come from um, it didn't come from rhetoric, you know. It, and he was obviously a very smart, learned man. It did, he wasn't talking. <laughs> he wasn't just talking from heart. He knew what he was talking about. He was very smart. Um, and he, you know, I mean, he, had, he has devoted his life to this. So he studied the whole history of Zionism. I mean, that's, that is the problem, folks. <laughs> you know, um, people are, no one, people are not, people don't, for the most part, like if you go to a college campus, as I'm about to talk about, um, and you ask people about the history of Israel, the history of Palestine, the history of, of um, these Palestinian terrorists, uh, you know, you will see that in fact, these lands, well, I'm not going to get into <laughs> that's a whole, that's a subject for a whole other thing. But, it, but I mean, you know, Israel is not just trying to increase itself willy nilly. Um, historically, these lands really do believe, belong to Israel. And that was what Ari Fold and other people try to teach. But it's a very, to be honest, it's a very long and complicated history. And um, the patience of the American um, psyche attention span is five seconds. So um, no one wants to sit there to listen to what happened in this, you know, in 1967 or before that, or you know, going back centuries even. So so people sort of talk out of they react out of just emotion when they don't really know the full story, and that is a big problem. So. Um, but I, I just wanted to mention one other thing in regard to Ari, that um, I don't, it, it has not come out yet, and it probably won't until his trial. Hopefully it will at some point, because um, I, I, it, is not, it hasn't been reported as to whether um, the murderer, the terrorist, was specifically um, uh, aiming, knew who Ari Fold was, and had set out particularly to kill him or whether he just recognized him as a Jew, as an Israeli, and that's why he murdered him. So in other words, was it a random, I mean, Ari is unfortunately still dead, and it's not gonna bring him back, but it would just be interesting to know whether this was just a random killing of an Israeli, uh, or whether it was um, a symbolic killing because they chose him in particular because they knew that he was a very outspoken Zionist. So that will undoubtedly um, come out at the trial, or hopefully come out at the trial. Now, the thing that I wanted to, and I'm just going to have a, a moment to, um, just to begin to bring this to your attention, but I will be talking about this in a future podcast. Um, there, you may know, and I had some general idea, <laughs> about how there are anti-Zionist students in colleges around uh, America, and 
Um, in particular, there's a report about an anti-Zionist student group at the New School in New York, and they um, said that this terrorist, the, the American who was killed by the terrorist, was, quote, was neither a victim nor a hero. Now, um, the, this is a group, basically an anti-Zionist group, groups, there are groups like this growing on college campuses all over the United States. Um, they, there are 200 chapters on North American university campuses that promote the boycott, divestment, and sanctions, you may have heard of BDS, the boycott, divestment, and sanctions campaign that is looking to isolate Israel until it abides by Palestinian demands. So in other words, it legitimizes uh, Palestinian terrorism and it particularly um, uh, sees as a, as a model, um, as more heroic, the, the Popular Front for the Liberation of, of Palestine, Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, PFLP, which has been designated as a terrorist organization by the US government, but that doesn't seem to bother these students on these uh, campuses. And uh, also it's been designated as a terrorist organization by the US and more than 30 other countries. And it's killed scores of Israeli citizens since it was established by the Palestinian nationalists in 1967, um, since this, this uh, PFLP was established. Now, something that kind of um, shocked me was that, uh, I mean, I, I had heard actually uh, about some of these things going, very anti-Semitic and anti-Israel things going on at UCLA, um, but, and, and, you know, it's hard to sort of divide, make a distinction between anti-Zionist and anti-Semitism. Um, but I had heard about some horrendous things, which I found hard to believe were happening at UCLA, but some horrendous uh, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel kinds of things. But now, come to find out, not only that these student groups, these 200 students groups are, are growing and getting stronger and having more... Um, uh, more protests and more violence actually on campuses around the U.S. But this this organization um, is going to have its annual meeting at UCLA in November, an annual conference. And um, basically, when you look at what the uh, program is for this conference, it is extremely anti-Semitic and anti-Israel and extremely violent, uh, you know, while sort of hiding under, um, I mean, it's not, it goes almost as far, it, it stops sort of just at the border between saying, take a knife and go to the settlements and uh, attack an Israeli citizen um, like Ari Fold and like the Palestinian terrorist did. This is very scary. It is very scary when we fund terrorists, whether they're ISIS terrorists or Palestinian terrorists, and it is even scarier, really, when students at colleges um, are being, are being um, provoked, are being uh, 
stirred up by groups like um, these anti-Zionist uh, groups and to the point where they have annual meetings and to the point where I, I, somehow I just, um, you know, I have been a, a, um, a, 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 on the clinical faculty at UCLA for years and uh, just to, to see that happening at essentially my school and, I, and that's actually, it's my school in another way as well. I, I received a, a master's in public health there after my MD. So it's just, it's too close to home. So I'm, I'm telling you all this. I know that there are some of you listening to this who, are, who, are, who don't believe in Zionism or, or um, you know, don't, or who believe that these settlements on, are on areas that don't belong to them. But um, I hope you will all certainly believe that nobody, including Ari Fold, um, Fold uh, should be murdered for their beliefs by terrorists. Thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.